Welcome to the Make Disciples Podcast, a short weekly podcast where we will share topics, ideas, and resources useful to you in your effort to follow Jesus as a disciple. Welcome back to another episode of the Make Disciples Podcast. My name is Dan Rober, and joining me in the podcast studio today is Didi Myers. Didi, glad to have you here with us. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. So, Didi, you're a member here at Wildwood. How long have you been coming to uh, Wildwood? Probably at least 15 years. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah. Now, you and Art are currently enjoying a little bit of a more relaxed lifestyle now that Art has taken a step away from WCTV. That's true. Trying to figure out. Um, it took me about 30 minutes to get used to retirement, but he's having a little <laughs> bit harder time um, because his life was so very scheduled. Oh, yeah. This is the second year. So he's getting a little more of a rhythm now. So okay. It's good. Yeah. I've heard it's a, a transition uh, to be able to move into it retirement. It definitely so, is. Yeah. It's definitely different when you don't have to get up, well, for him, at 2.30 every day. Yeah. He's not having any trouble not getting up at 2.30. <laughs> I, I would imagine that's okay. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, uh, Art was the morning host for WCTV. And so uh, we could see him on uh, television most uh, every weekday, which was enjoyable. So we miss seeing him there, but I'm sure you you and he are enjoying uh, retirement. Uh, But we aren't here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the Psalms, because over the past uh, couple months, we've been studying the Psalms and we're doing a Bible study on it. And we also just finished a sermon series on it. And uh, you actually were a teacher for the first time in our women's study on Tuesday morning. How'd you enjoy that? Well, it was a bit daunting (laughs) at first, but I really enjoyed it. So I I love teaching. And as you know, being a teacher, you learn so much more when you teach. Oh, absolutely. And um, it was a great experience. Good. We're so glad to have you here doing that. And I heard wonderful things about uh, your lesson that you gave. And let's talk a little bit about the Psalms. The book of Psalms is uh, a little different to study because when we study the book of Acts, you have a historical narrative. When we studied Samuel, you have a story about David and Saul and everything going on. But when we studied Proverbs, and especially now that we're studying uh, the Psalms, it's wisdom literature and it's poetry. Uh, So how did the genre affect this study in your mind? Well, to me, uh, the Psalms, they tell the stories. It's not just the facts. Yeah. Um, and so they really are stories, and they use beautiful imagery, descriptive language, raw emotion. Um, I think all of those things, you're getting the same facts. A lot of times we've read in other parts of the, the Bible, but you're getting how the psalmist felt about it or how the psalmist feels about it, as well as these beautiful word pictures that are just amazing. I think from the very first Psalm, um, Psalm 1, we're not just told what happened, we're shown in, in these incredible word pictures. If I may, Psalm 1 yeah. says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in the season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. That just speaks to our hearts that he is like a tree planted by streams of water. I can just see this beautiful, green, tall, strong tree planted with the 
branches going out over the water, providing shade for uh, people and for animals, or the branches uh, as a home for birds and other small animals, and with the roots going down so far and just sturdy, stands against anything. And then I love this part where it says, you know, it yields its fruit in its season around here. We've got wonderful lemons and oranges and grapefruits and nuts and pecans, things like that, that we see. And so we get that idea. We can understand, yeah, this tree gives life and nourishment. And then its leaf does not wither past winter. Here, as you remember, we had like five consecutive days of below freezing. Oh, yeah. Prize we might, and we covered all of our plants outside and that sort of thing, but some of them withered and died. Um, but those who are planted uh, by the Lord, they don't wither. And then on the other hand, the wicked are like chaff that the wind blows away. We don't think of that word chaff very much because we don't plant wheat around here. And um, chaff is just that leftover, the light blow away stuff that's left over when the wheat is processed. And But we do get a lot of wind. And we do see a lot of stuff blowing around, so it's kind of that same picture. You can get that. Not just the words, but we're shown this. And then later in Psalm 42, uh, one that we all love, the writer doesn't just say, I want to know you, God, which of course is fine to say. That's what we all want to say. But he says, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. And that is just such a clear picture, again, of this animal coming to water for uh, life and nourishment. And then um, he says, uh, my soul pants for you, my God, not just God did this or God did that, you know, but my God. So there's this, this very personal element to it that I love. Yeah. Someone referred to the Psalms as providing color commentary uh, on top of the uh, narratives. And uh, I hear that in what you're saying as well. It just brings an emotional element that we might not otherwise have. Yeah. So we had the opportunity not to study all 150 Psalms because that would have been a lot. Yep. <laughs> uh, but we did study 21 different Psalms. As you did your study, what were some takeaways from your time studying it? Both one that you uh, taught on, but uh, all of those different ones. I think an overall takeaway for me was and this is something that has uh, I've come to a realization about just in years of studying uh, Scripture, is that Jesus is not only in the New Testament, but he is in the Old Testament as well. And I used to not know that or didn't believe it or whatever. But we find Jesus in the Psalms um, so often. I found out that um, Jesus quoted the Psalms more than any other book. And then also in Luke 24, he says, everything written about me in the Psalms must be fulfilled. And it's like, wow, okay, so then we need to study the Psalms to see what was written about him. Uh, one of my favorites was a little bit difficult for us to understand. It was Psalm 110. It's one of the royal Psalms. Um, we had a great discussion in our group that your wife led. We were confused by all the pronouns, you know, the who is this he and who is that he and who is this Lord and what Lord is that? And, you know, it was kind of this repetition of words, but it was not really clear. And I know for me, sometimes when I get to a passage like that, sometimes I go, well, I'll get the gist of it. I don't have to know every little part of it. 
But then we also learned that it's the most quoted psalm in the New Testament. I was like, well, that must be worth studying a little bit, you know. And then we're told in verse 5 of that psalm that Jesus is not only of David's line, but also David's Lord and is now seated at the Father's right hand. That's a pretty direct reference to Jesus. I loved that. I did really also love learning about the different genres of uh, psalms. I know before when I had read the psalms, I could certainly um, understand and discern that there were different uh, themes and different tones uh, in each one, but I didn't really recognize those recurring. I didn't know they had labels and categories and all that. So that was really uh, interesting to learn. Um, So I think now as I I try to read through the Psalms and Proverbs every year, um, and so now I think when I read through those, I'm going to be a little more aware of those labels and, and try to put some of those labels you know, I'll be able to go, oh, that's a historical psalm. Oh, that's a confession psalm, uh, whatever. So, Yeah. Yeah, that was how we organized our study so that, like we said, we can't study all 150 of them, but you can see how they fit into certain categories. And so we got to pick through those. We also noted that it's not to say that every single psalm is going to fit neatly into one of those categories, but we can see how sections of the psalms fit into those sections. And it helps us understand just a little bit. And, and that was my takeaway. It's uh, so helpful to recognize that Psalms were written for different stages of our life and experience. There are times when we really need one of those Thanksgiving Psalms, one of those praise Psalms. And there's times when our words to God are going to sound a lot more like a lament Psalm or a confession Psalm or a, an imprecatory Psalm, which it can be difficult to understand, but we picked through those as well. Yeah. And so let's talk about that in terms of uh, prayer life. Has the study of the Psalms affected your prayer life and how so? Yes, I, I think it definitely has. I thought about this looking back uh, as a new Christian uh, almost 40 years ago. Someone gave me a great piece of advice because I think one of the most daunting things in a new Christian's life is learning how to pray. Um, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to offend God. I don't want to um, you know, I don't want to get struck by lightning because I've, I've done something wrong or whatever. And so uh, this person said, um, pray God's word back to him. You'll never go wrong. I know we've all heard that, but that is such great advice. And so through the years, I've done that, um, sometimes appropriating a whole psalm, uh, especially just substituting my name or somebody's name that I'm praying for which is just a great way to pray. Uh, Psalm 91 is one of those that probably most people have prayed for themselves or for somebody else for safety. So this is the way it it goes in my mind. I don't use the she or whatever. I just literally put my name in there for each one of these. And it says, so this is the way my version would go. Deity who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Didi will say to the Lord, Didi's refuge and Didi's fortress, Didi's God in whom Didi trusts. And just repeating my name or the name of the person I'm praying for just gives me, um, it's almost like a muscle memory, but it's not. It's, the, it's that uh, mind memory, that spirit memory. Uh, so when I get in those times, I can go, yes, he is my rock. He is my fortress. He is the shelter. Uh, he is my safe place. Also. The honest 
outpouring of emotion that we see in Psalms gives me permission to be equally as honest and open in my prayers. Um, Of course, God already knows what we're thinking, so why not, right? But the imprecatory, as you meant, and lament Psalms shout, how long, O Lord? Please make it right. And I think most of us have been in situations uh, when we wanted to ask those things, but maybe we thought those words weren't holy enough for prayer. But there they are, clear as day, right there in the Psalms. So uh, they must be okay for us to use too. That, I think, how it's affected my prayer life is that it has, they've given me permission to just be honest, whether it is praise or thanksgiving, or if it's a cry of lament or confession, um, it's all okay. And I bring it to the Lord with a humble heart, and he's okay with that. A lot of insights that we can get from the Psalms. Thank you for sharing that. Well, just one more point. We are doing these Bible studies, and we've gotten into the habit of trying to do a Bible study in the fall and the Bible study in the spring and offering them at different times so that people can participate. If uh, ladies can't join us, for example, on Tuesday morning, we offer an online option. We offer a Sunday morning option, and uh, this semester we've offered a Sunday evening option. But let's say that there's someone here at Wildwood who has never participated in a Bible study before. What would you say to them uh, about uh, jumping into a Bible study like this? First, I'd say you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Ooh, I like that. That's great. It's not scary. Sometimes people, if you haven't been in a Bible study ever, or maybe it's been a long time, maybe you think somebody's going to be walking around checking your homework with a red pen. That's not going to happen. Um, There is homework. If you have time to do it, that's just wonderful. Um, You'll certainly get more out of it. But if you don't have time to do the homework, you can uh, come to the class. You're going to get something out of the small group discussion. You're definitely going to get something out of the teaching. You'll learn something, and you'll have a great time doing it. I'd also say you'd be in a safe, accepting environment with like-minded women of all ages. Um, Or man, I know there's the mixed group as well. Um, It doesn't matter how much or how little of the Bible uh, you've studied before. And then last, I can almost guarantee that each week you'll leave the study knowing more about Jesus, his life, his character, and even his thoughts about you and what could be better than that. Yeah. Good reasons to join us for a Bible study. And so I hope that uh, people will join us for future studies. And there's good news. If you're listening to us and hearing about our Psalms Bible study and feel like you missed out, you don't necessarily have to have missed out because thanks to the wonders of technology, we can still offer uh, this study. You can now access uh, our study through uh, a playlist on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, And after uh, I actually get the work done, uh, it will be available through our Right Now Media uh, uh, information uh, on our Wildwood Church page as well. And if you're looking for uh, one of our study guides, reach out to the church office. We have a couple extra and we can get those for them as well. So opportunities to take advantage of that. And like we noted, there will be another Bible study in the fall. Details are forthcoming. So we'll have more information as we get closer to that. Well, this is actually our last episode of the podcast for this season as well. So we'll be picking this up in this fall as well. So Dee, thanks for uh, joining us for this final episode for this season. Lovely. Glad to have you here with us. And we look forward to uh, joining you uh, in whatever podcast environment you are in right now uh, as we come back this fall. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Make Disciples podcast. 
We would love it if you would subscribe, leave a review, and spread the word. This podcast can be found in Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. My thanks to Catherine Eckhart, the producer of this podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Wildwood Church in Tallahassee, Florida.